I get a feeling it's going to be a riot. I don't read the newspapers because they all have ugly prints. All right, it is time for another wonderful episode of Safe Space. How is everybody? Thank you for tuning in. We're very excited to be here. Back in the studio with my homeboy, Aaron. How are you, Aaron? Good. Aaron, I know you look Good. forward to this Sorry. every every week of just hearing me scream and shout. I'm sure you're excited about it. Big news, guys. Big news. I'm now starting a once-a-month podcast. I think I'm going to call it Tin Foil Hat. And it's a conspiracy theory podcast totally dedicated to discussing conspiracy theories with friends who are into conspiracy theories. And I'm proud to announce the first episode will be next week. And my guest is no other than Eddie Bravo. You know him from uh, just a jujitsu superstar. The first guy to tap a Gracie like a grown-ass man. Yeah. He's going to be in there. We're going to talk everything. We're going to go deep, dog. I hope you guys tune in. I'm super excited. I have a bunch of people I want to talk to. I might start doing that on a regular, too. I ain't afraid. I'll get it going. I'm excited about this. I love conspiracy. Don't even get me started on Pizzagate. We'll get into that later. We're going to get into that later. We will discuss that. Trust me on that. Uh, what dates do I got? I don't got a lot of dates, man. I'll be honest with you, now that we stopped doing the Naughty Show, I'd plan on doing that for a couple months straight next year. And guess what? Since we decided not to do it anymore, Daddy's got to fill his calendar. So that is that. Uh, I am going to start doing privates. Uh, you know, I've flown into Minnesota. I've flown into Vegas. I've flown anywhere. I'll come do your party, your roast, your your uh, Christmas events, your Hanukkahs. What, uh, I'll do. Uh, what was the? What's the? What's the Black Christmas? What's that? That's uh, Kwanzaa. I'll do a fucking Kwanzaa show, dog. I'll show up and get my Kwanzaa on. I don't even know what that's about, but I'll do it. I'll wear a dashiki. I'll get a dashiki on. One of those weird kind of hats. I'll do some weird dancing like the old black guy from the uh, that band that sang Tennessee. Tennessee. You remember that band? Uh, what were they uh, called? Someone's going to hit me up. But And then they, they had just paid that one guy. He just danced like, he just did the weird dance. He's, oh my God, I'll hear the whole thing. How the hell can I hear today? On and on the day to do. And this is all he do. He just danced. Oh, by the way, thinking about banging out a quick, a quick Christmas album. Okay. I'm thinking about recording a Christmas album called Triple Fucks Up the Classics. And I just sing all your favorite Christmas tunes poorly for the holidays. This is Christmas. Merry Christmas. To you. I just got to find some not copyrighted stuff and bang that out, homeboy. Nobody's with me on that one? Uh, I'm still trying to get that band's name. Oh, my Come God, on. a kid who hold. Get the end of the day. Fafetafon. Oh, Arrested Development. Arrested Development. Yeah. That's what it should have been. Yes. The old, the old 
The old the old black guy that danced on stage got paid bucks just to go, Oh, I go to here to hell. And he just danced. And you knew that band was going to make it because there was like literally 30 people on the stage. There's no way you're making that much money. The lead singer got the paycheck. been like, God damn. We just, we did a whole show for a ham sandwich. That's what it is. So that's where we're at. Super excited. Back in LA, was in Chicago. Shout out Chi-Town. Shout out to everybody at the Comedy Bar. Manny and the whole group. Wonderful staff. Wonderful club. This is a gorgeous club, man. The Comedy Bar is a gorgeous club. It was a lot of fun. We had packed shows three out of the four nights. Uh, excuse me, three out of the four shows were packed. And it was great. I had a great time. Uh, so basically, I want to tell you my story of uh, getting to Chicago. I fly into Chicago. Now, Dana books all my flights. She's very nice. She's kind enough to do that for me because she knows I'm a little slow and I book it bad. So she books for me, but she always gets me on the earliest flight in and the earliest flight out. I have a friend of mine who is a stand-up comic out there who told me I could crash at his place while they're doing, uh, do, while I'm out there. Just let me crash. You know, usually when you do the road, you get a room with your gig. This one doesn't come with that. Whatever, fine. I wanted to play Chicago. I'm cool that I'll I'll just find somewhere to crash. So I talked to my friend. He's like, yeah, man, you could crash in my place. No problem. And I felt like I was intruding, but I kept asking him as it got closer if it was okay. And they were like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, okay, that's cool. I've asked you five, ten times. You say I can? I should be able to crash your place, right? I mean, if Aaron, if you're like, hey, Aaron, I'm Sam, it's Sam, I'm coming in L.A. Hey, man, can I crash your place? First time you say, yeah. Yeah. Okay? And then I'm like, are you sure you really want me to? If not, let me know. What do you say right there? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right? Totally. Yeah. Didn't do that at all. Yeah. I would totally be cool if they said not to. Be like, dude. And she goes, well, I got this place. He goes, well, I got this place, and there's no furniture. I go, okay, that's fine. If you don't want me to crash there, I totally understand. Just tell me. No, it's fine. Crash, crash. Okay. So I fly in to Chicago. I fly into O'Hare. And I don't know if you guys know this, but I have a, a one-year-old phone that functions like it's from the 1800s. It's brand new old. You ever get the brand new old phone? Where, like, as soon as you get the phone, the new phone comes out. It's so light years better than your old phone. But the asshole at Verizon Wireless didn't tell you the new one's coming out tomorrow because they need to make sales. So they wanted you to buy the old one instead of saying, hey, dude, come back tomorrow. I'm still here. Buy the phone that's coming out tomorrow. You ever had that? No, that's why I don't go to Verizon. Where do you go? AT&T. Oh, you do that. How is AT&T? It's not bad. I'm thinking about getting off the iPhone. Oof. I'll tell you why. Because I think they're sinister. I think I go back to the tinfoil hat. I think that you ever notice when a new phone comes out, they send you another operating system? They're like, new operating system, download now. That system is Yakuza. I mean, excuse me, Seppuku. It is your phone, it's a program to tell your phone to commit honorable suicide. 
It's like start breaking down now, and then you know nothing works right. You can't, you know, your your battery just goes to shit. Your battery just goes to shit. This I cannot, I cannot. What is going on here? You can always not download an update. Yeah, but then you're like, I'm missing out on the good shit. Are you? And by the way, can we talk about the fact that the iPhone's new Gmail is horrible? Like, you don't know. It's like, it's literally like, it's like an Escher film, uh, Escher painting. You don't know where we are going with it. You're like, okay, here's this email. This is yesterday's. And here's an email that's going to come tomorrow. And you don't know which one's the last one. It's a little, yeah, it's a little wonky. It's confusing. Like, stop reinventing the wheel. Yeah. We The email thing was cool. We don't need that. Okay? You don't need to update that. How about give me a fucking battery that doesn't die? How about that one? Couldn't you know? Hurt. Stop hurt. reinventing the wheel. How about how about just give me a video that runs properly? Anyways, so I get as soon as I land, even like this this battery's so bad. It used to be if you turn your phone off, you could save your battery. Yeah. Now it's still draining. Even airplane mode should save your battery. Yeah. Nope. Wow. This this thing got the mission and it wants to go it wants to go kamikaze and call call it a day in the name of its 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 people. Hmm. It's ridiculous. So the phone so here I am. My phone's dying. I got to charge it. Chicago O'Hare Airport has no plugs to charge. They there's yeah, they no haven't one, gotten the iPhone in Chicago yet. Yeah, I, I maybe. Yeah. So anyways, so uh, my phone's dying. I tell my friend Hey, I just landed. Cause they go, I'll pick you up at the airport. I just landed. I get an e- I get a text from them. Cool. I'm like, what? Cool? Yeah, cool. Yeah, not cool. On my way. Not. Yeah, cool, cool meaning, are you coming? Hello, are you coming? Are you there? Is everything okay? And I have this series of texts to this person that they don't. Re- and then all of a sudden they get a. I get a blip with with their address. So I'm like, oh, so now you're not coming. Yeah. So I don't like this address was just me because Chicago is like huge. Yeah. And there's all these different kind of places, like little area. You don't know where you are. Mm-hmm. In, that's the, okay, I'll get into it. But nobody, I didn't know where I was going. So I got to go. I got to get out of this airport somehow. So I'm like, I'm just, I don't have a place to stay. I'm going to Airbnb it. You ever Airbnb it? I haven't yet, no. Okay, Airbnb, for you don't know what it is, and that's probably not a lot lot of you. It's basically what they call the Uber of hotels. Basically, you crash at someone's house and for a night, and they give you, like, it's cheap. It's it's really, like, for 50 bucks, you can chill at somebody's house with their, like, grandma stroking out in the the corner. It can be cheap. It can be cheap. It's not always cheap. Well, a lot. I mean, like, I found places on there, $200 for an entire house for yeah. the night. I suppose that is cheap, yeah. That's kind of cheap. House, yeah. But then there were some $10 ones. Oh, I was $10 Airbnb. I'm like, why is there homelessness when there's $10 Airbnb? That's like one crackhead blowjob. Well, $10. Yeah. yeah. It's not that much. No, no, certainly not. You can panhandle $10 in two hours. You just have to be homeless with a phone. That's charged. I've seen homeless people with iPads, dog. I mean, dude, our homeless are a little different than the rest of the world's homeless. Yeah. They're just more like people who live outdoors. They're a little different. 
Nobody's you're not with me on that one? They're frontiersmen. Okay, yeah, that's really what they are. And they have they have a talent. They have a skill. They usually do. It's usually, yeah, crazy. I found a ten dollar Airbnb. What size was the sleeping bag? All it was was a picture of like a roll of toilet paper on a bed. <laughs> that's all it was. And then you start realizing, oh shit, this Airbnb is in Chirac. Oh, I'm sure. It's in Chirac, man. Like, if you guys don't know what Chirac is, that's based on the Spike Lee movie about how there's this area of Chicago where everybody's shooting each other. And that's the whole, and that's where you're crying. You can stay there for $10 in Chirac. Like, that's crazy. It's like cheap, affordable. And you look at people who are like, I had a great time crashing his house. You're crazy, dude. That's probably, they just wrote it. Yeah, they totally did. They made up a fake fucking account and they just like really enjoy dude that's like if that ain't in a place that's gonna get shot up that it's a crack house or you're staying at some serial killer's dungeon yeah that's a ten dollar serial killer discount he's gonna turn you into a walrus it's like 10 bucks yeah do you want that for 10? it's like when you see like fast food gets so cheap like dollar big mac it's like do you really want your food to be a dollar sometimes really you want a dollar hamburger. If that's all you got. That's, well, yeah. You got $10, you got to crash somewhere, and the only place to let you crash is Chirac. You're going to stay there. But we're assuming we're normal human beings with a little scratch in our pocket. You have a, are mean, you going to buy a $5 pizza? The hot and ready shit. Yeah, but still, that's not even good. Yeah, I know. If you want you a whole pie, quality. you want to spend at least $10 on a whole pie. You're like, at least. I got a dollar, I got five minutes. I'll take that your little your, yeah. your dollar. Yeah, I got a dollar. I'm an outdoorsman because I live outdoors. I'll take your dollar whopper. If I got options, yeah, I don't want to take that that dollar hamburger. I don't want to live in Chirac for ten bucks a night in some weird dude's sex dungeon for ten dollars. He gets a probia, <laughs> right? Like ten dollars. That's crazy. Yeah, there's something. There's something wrong with that. Um, I would not go for it. Yeah. So so nobody came and picked me up. Nobody was answering. Tebow just wouldn't answer my phone. Oof. Yeah. If you're ever down now, just know Tebow won't answer his phone. Oof. It's fucking retarded. He wasn't at red zone then. He no. wasn't at the red zone, yeah. and I thought he was doing something else. He ended up not doing that. And I'm just like, what the fuck, man? My phone just can't stay charged. It's ridiculous. Anyways... So I go to this, I just take the, I just, I go, I go, dude, we got to man up right here. We got to figure this shit out. You don't want to live, you don't want to be Tom Hanks living in a fucking airport in fucking Chicago for the rest of your life. So it's like, I had to charge my, my phone and I had to, I couldn't get anyone to tell me what fucking train to take into Chicago, blue line. Found out blue line. This guy told me. Kept telling me where to get off. I couldn't remember because I did drugs for a while and my memory is shot. But he told me to get off on something in lane and I just remember that and I took in. And it was kind of cool because when I fly into places as a headlining comic, I usually get picked up the airport, taken right to my my uh, hotel. I perform and I get back out and I never get to see the city. So this was kind of cool to take it in and then walk around and take in Chicago. Chicago's a real-ass city. Mm -hmm. It's a real, it's a gorgeous city. 
And this club is gorgeous. Like the comedy bar is owned by Sahara and a couple of our owners I didn't meet. Staff is great. Gorgeous club. Nice. Yeah, and it's fun. You know? But here's what my part problem. of town is it in? Downtown. Downtown. Nice. Yeah. I, I paid for an Airbnb in the south side, which is Chirac. Yeah. I know. I'm from the north side. From Chicago? Yeah. So south side's the bad side, right? Hell yeah. That's where all the shit goes down. Yeah. Now, do you, I was talking to people there, and they agreed with me, but do you think they just pulled a fucking, uh, what was the corner? What was it called? No, what was that TV show? The, the Wire. Uh, the Wire, They where they just pushed all the fucking crazy people in the one little area and said, have fun, we're not going to fuck with you. Probably. And that's yeah. why all the shootings have happened? Mm-hmm. It's crazy. So, I do these shows this weekend. The clubs are great, and it's a new club, so you always want to kind of be like, Got to keep it chill. Got to make a good first impression so they bring it back. And 99% of the time, they bring me back. Every show I did, there was a white chick complaining to somebody about my act. Crying about my act. Because they want political correctness, and I refuse to do that. And it's just... Ridiculous. Every show, it's like, white, you know, there is no more symbolic thing of white privilege than political correctness. Just think about it. White women, in particular, it's white women and beta males, guys who watch too much romantic comedy shit, that go to comedy clubs thinking that their view of the world is how everybody else should act accordingly. What's more white privilege than that? The Absolutely. thought that we have to play by your rules and what you think. And I talked to this. First, it was an open micer chick who I talked to before the show. Very cordial. I did my act. I got off stage. They started the open mic after. And this chick just, without saying it, laid into me. She goes, I went through the same thing you guys went through. I get it. You're a little weirded out right now because I went through it too. And I'm like, is this bitch talking shit about me? And she totally was. The staff was like, oh, we're sorry. Uh." So there's an open mic after the show. Yes. Which is fine. That's traumatic enough. Well, I mean, if you flip the other way, then by the time the headliner gets up, they're dead. No, certainly. But I just, if I was in the audience, I'd be like, all right, I'm out of here. Well, they, the bartender said that's the longest people have ever stayed was after my show. They clearly enjoyed it. Oh, I mean, I didn't walk anybody, dog. I mean, and I try to walk people. Yeah. If I don't walk two tables, I ain't do my job. They're like, we have one guy in here. He walked like four people. I'm like, gonna look like there's gonna be a new record this weekend. Yeah. I you gotta so walk. She's not people. reading the room right. Yeah. Well, cause white privilege. Yeah. She thinks because of her views in the world. So the second night, there's this guy. He looks like he uh, conducts a symphony, and he's with this girl, and they're sipping wine, and they look like oh. When you think of hoity-toy, just think of all uh, all the white douchebags in uh, Trading Places with Eddie Murphy. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Like all the young, hi, guys named Chet. And this is, this is Mindy. Like that's the vibe they had. And the other half is a bunch of foreigners because there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of tourists that go to this club. So there's some foreigners, a lot of people from out of town. And they're having a great time. These two, miserable, miserable. This chick looks like she's watching me choke out her puppy. Like, I'm just grabbing a puppy and choking it out right in front of her. She's like, why is 
So as soon as I get done, they call the manager in and they're just fucking laying into her. I felt bad. Like, I don't want anybody. Well, it's, it's a weird. Fault. What? It's not the manager's fault. No, but the, but what they're trying to do is get me fired or have me never work there again, yeah. which is what they're trying to do, which is you don't see it anywhere else. The only thing that's close to that is being a chef in a restaurant. Yeah. That's literally stand up is like being a chef in a restaurant. People always want to talk to the manager about the food and want to talk to the chef, and then they try to get the people fired. It's how about you just don't like it and you order another dish. Yeah, or you just don't come back. The place will be fine without you. Yeah, but the comedy clubs can be weird. Not this one in particular, but comedy clubs can be weird. Like one person complains, they act like it's a, a billion complaints they've gotten. Yeah. Like it's just a billion fucking, everybody's upset. If Like the thing, and I'm going to get Amy Schumer later, but Amy Schumer, she's paying a 10,000 seat theater, 200 people left. That's not a lot of people. Nope. In 10,000 people. That's not even a teardrop. Nope. A raindrop. Mm -mm. Anything in a bucket of water that isn't even the tiniest bit of water. Mm -mm. It's going to happen. You're not going to get everybody to agree on everything. So this girl comes up to me. I, I see her. She's leaving. I think she's afraid to come my way. So I go, come here. Come here. Cause the manager even though, or the people complaining? The people complaining. Oh, okay. Because even though I enjoy people walking out, two, of, two or three, I still wish people would have a great time. Whether that's hypocrisy, which I just think it's just this weird thing I have. Where it's fine. You want to walk? Go. Go. But ultimately, I would love you, for you to have a good time. So they come over. I start talking to them. And she's just like, you don't understand. Like, I mean, I've had people come up to me going, your set makes me so sad. And I'm like, I don't care. And I she starts lecturing me on comedy. And I go, listen, lady, this conversation isn't me trying to get notes from you on my act. I'm never going to change my act. Just like you're never going to change your opinion. Well, the truth is she will over life. When she lives some life and she's realized not to take everything so fucking serious. So she or the next time she comes back to that club and is also offended yeah. by someone completely different. Yeah. yeah. And the guy, the beta guy just sitting there, and all, all he wants to do is bang this chick, but he's, he's watched so many romantic comedies, he has no clue how to talk to women or handle his fucking shit. But this girl goes, why don't you learn, you should learn to punch up, not punch down, and that is the fucking problem. That's the problem with political correctness, is that it's so subjective. And it's basically, she's determining whether I'm punching up or I'm punching down. I go, what jokes did I punch down on? Oh, doing coke out of girls' asses. I'm like, how's that punching down? Guys do it all the time and girls like guys do it all the fucking time. Who's the, how am I punching down on that? Uh, talking about teachers fucking their kids. That's happening. And my question was, what is the correlation between teachers boning their students and schools getting shooed up by kids? There's a, I bet you the more teachers that bone their students, the less kids shoot up schools. I'm not saying it's That's, scientific. No. I'm just saying after I bust a nut, I don't want to fight anybody. It's true. That's all I'm trying to say. So there's this, there's this hierarchy. Uh, there's, this, there's this weird system of political correctness, which mostly is driven by white women. In particular, white women, over, it's either really young women or really old. White women over 40 are the number one age demographic for getting offended. Like I talk about on stage, they practice get, talking to managers in the, office, in the mirror in their kitchen before they go to the show. 
They practice. I'd like to talk to the manager real quick. I didn't find that as exciting at all. You know, they just love to get offended. They get offended on other people's behalfs. People aren't even there. They get oh things that sound like they might be offensive, like the coke out of a girl's butthole. That sounds in some weird way might be offensive. It's not. There's an interaction between men and women. And depending on what perspective you're coming from, you could, like, if I hear women talk about guys being dumb, I'm offended by that. I constantly fight with Dana about the fact that commercials are constantly about guys being dumb fucks. She doesn't see it. Now, this girl saw me doing coke off of some lady's asshole as me being degraded to her. She's getting free coke, man. Yep. You're getting free blow. Let me do it out of your ass. Yeah, it's not like you look great in the story either. Yeah, I'm doing coke off some girl's fucking poop shoot. Why do I like that? Who knows? People need to start treating comedy like movies where if you don't like the movie you just saw, uh, whoops. Move on. Yeah, you're out 18 bucks. You're fine. The, because the notion has, and you see it, and it's like, dude, daytime television is so bad right now because daytime television is geared mostly towards women, housewives. And it's just all programming. It's just programming, programming, programming them. That everything is offensive. Everybody's degrading to them. The whole view is a bitch fest. ESPN has just become ethnic people bitching and moaning about life. They have this one Hispanic show. The woman on there is so beyond annoying. Like, everything she does is like a fucking affront to her Latino heritage. Everything. It's like, I just want to find out who won, who lost, why they won, why they lost. That's all I want to know. I don't want to hear about, in my hat, you know, and she does, she has to get super, uh, it's just annoying. It's just annoying. I can't watch it anymore. And ESPN wonders why nobody watches their channel. Because their whole fucking morning is social justice warriors. So I decided that there are rules to political correctness. And I'm going to break down the rules according to white women on what can be said by what type of comic. I have wrote about this long time ago on MySpace. And I'm not going to get into it right now. Rules of political correctness according to white guilty crowds. In particular white women. Everyone can rack Asians and Middle Easterns. That's a rule. You can rack them all you want. My theory is the reason you can pick on them is because they bombed America. If you drop a bomb or you fly a plane into a building in America, you are free. the most liberal motherfucker in the world will shit on a terrorist or an Asian driver. It's just the rule. Pearl Harbor, 9-11, we can light you up. Those are the rules. No one's ever going to cry. Asians try to make it a big deal. That they get picked on, but you shouldn't have fucking attacked us, okay? Asian comics pretty much do racist jokes about Asians. That's their whole act about how Asian they are, okay? And this makes white women comfortable. Remember, these are all what makes white women comfortable. They make jokes about uh, b- racist jokes about being Asians, having small dicks, how their mom shit speaks shitty English. Every Asian guy has a answer machine message from their mother in their act every fucking time. Okay, Uh, Middle Eastern comics just talk about being Uber drivers, uh, how hard it is to fly, and how super immigrant their dads are. Everyone I know, their dads are the most immigrant motherfuckers you've ever met in your life. And that's their whole act, is about how fucking it's like to be a terrorist. And they all want to be uh, Hillary Clinton fans, and I'll get get into that later. Okay, black comics, here's... Black comics can rack on everyone except gay people. Remember, this is what makes white women comfortable. 
They can rack on everybody they want. They can do the most racist shit on black people, and white women will laugh at it. If they talk about gay guys, then white women chicks will shut down on them. You know why women let this go? Making up for 300 years of oppression. That's my opinion. Every black comic uh, is every black comic playlist of jokes. Joke list includes uh, women are crazy. Uh, 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 making fun of a, a Beyonce song or a song that's popular on the internet and shit on white people. That is your black comic playlist of comedy. Go watch any black comic. Those are the hits. Because that makes white girls laugh. I lost Aaron on this. Hispanic guys, pretty well, much. I'm, I'm well, just lost as to what this has to do with PC culture. Because this is what white people will accept. Oh, what they'll accept. Okay. And what they won't accept. Back on board. Back on board. Okay. I'm back. So you don't get it? I, this is I what white people will laugh at. What they're accept- what black comics are allowed to say, they're allowed to make fun of everybody but gay guys. Yeah. If they do gay jokes and shit on gay guys, the crowd will shut down on them. But they can rack everybody else. Yep. White people, white women, Asians, other black they like black comics can go off on black people. They can do jokes that would make the Ku Klux Klan blush. Same thing with Hispanics. Hispanic comics have been lumped in with black comics, which I don't understand because they're two totally different cultures, but secretly white, privileged, guilty people lump them the same. So all the same is for Hispanic comics. Hispanic comics love talking about how racist their dads are, uh, how Hispanic people dance, and smoking weed. They can rack on everything just like gay guys. Again, white women won't take gay... Hispanic comics racking white people, gay people. Okay? Uh, white guys can't make fun of anything. They can't make fun of anybody but themselves, their kids, and how they're lazy and their wife puts up with their shit. If they rack on women, it becomes sexism and they get shut down. They get shut down. Okay, so white guys can't make fun of anything because they oppressed everybody forever. And the fact that most white guys remind white girls of their dads who didn't hug them enough in high school and encourage them so they're bad guys. I feel like I lost Aaron on this one. Female comics. I'm can just ma- listening. Female comics can make fun of everyone. Like white com- guys can't do rape jokes. No matter what the rape joke is, they can't do a rape joke. But white female comics can make fun of everybody and can do rape jokes. And it's basically your white female comic playlist is basically, uh, this is what they talk about. Um, just All they want to talk about how much whores they are and they can't get boyfriends and there's a rape joke in there. Uh, they All they talk about is everything, but they can talk about anything they want to, but most of it is about bitching about how sexist everyone is. If a, if a female co- comic is a little bit funny, she moves to the front of the line. She moves to the front of the comedy line. She gets fast-tracked because there's not as many of them. So they get pushed to the front of it. Mainly just write uh, white guys' dick jokes and make them feminist jokes, and then everybody cheers about how fucking brave they are. Because what comes down to, and here's the big one, gay ethnic comics can rack everybody. If RuPaul did stand-up comedy, he could fucking call Black people, the N-word, call fucking gay guys a bunch of fuck boys and call a fucking chicks whores and everybody would laugh because it all comes down to what will they let you say? And I've just broken down the rules. What the, they won't let me say anything. 
They won't let me say anything. I once saw Lisa Lampanelli, and she's hilarious. I once saw her and Joe Bartnick at the Nokia Theater downtown in L.A. I looked at the crowd. It was all gay guys and fat white chicks, which are the number one demographic for complaining about political correctness. And if you heard the shit that was coming out of Lisa Lampanelli's mouth, and they were going fucking crazy for it, and good for her, congratulations on that. She deserves it. But you know what? If I went up there and said that shit, they would shut down and burn down the place, which is the problem of political correctness. There's too much fine print. Yep. There's too much fine print. You can't say one person can do this. That's not civil rights, man. And that's why these white girls think they can bitch everybody. Nobody gives a fuck what you think. It's just mediocrity. Now, did you hear the new thing that Amy Schumer is going to be like uh, Barbie? What? They have Amy Schumer playing Barbie. I mean, comedically, that could be funny, but. That's a great question. Is it going to be a comedy? Oh, of course. It's got to be. Interesting. Yeah, you're right. I guess they could. uh... (laughs) It's not going to be. There's not going to be a hard, (laughs) hard hitting Barbie drama. But what's the comedy about Barbie? She finds out Ken's got no dick. Maybe. I don't I mean I don't know. I didn't write the damn People thing. are blowing going crazy over this. People well, are going nuts. Yeah, she's not built like Barbie, but nobody is. Nobody's built like Barbie, but it's like I don't get it, man. I guess That must be the thing. I don't I mean, it's a weird like this is the weirdest topic. As a sketch I see it working, but as a film I don't know. Yeah. I mean like I'm gonna be honest with you, I totally agree with women when they say that uh they get presented and projected horrible women's uh beauty images yeah and it's all meant to fuck their heads up yep that's all marketing's about and but the and the reason i bring this up is because there's this notion that women just get forced to look at bad body images of themselves it's unrealistic but my question is who's doing that and the notion is it's always guilty old white guys who are petting cats ma- laughing about making women feel bad about, and it's not yeah. I, every meeting i've ever taken with a marketer it's always gay guys and white chicks Who's doing it? Marketers are doing it. If you ever watch commercial, man, it's always like you look at the mom. She looks about three years older than her kids. Yep. That's meant to fucking mentally fuck with women's heads. Yep. But my point is, who's making that decision? Is that is that some old creepy guy? Not no no. Is Rupert Murdoch going make the chick in the herpes commercial look like she's fucking eighteen, but she's supposed to be forty five? Mo ah 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 ah. Like, is he doing that? I don't think so. It's like it's chick on chick crime. Mm-hmm. And I wish they would say that. Like this slut walk shit. It's just like who who's who's oppressing you? You love dick. Who's oppressing you for loving dick? Not guys. Yeah. I've never wa- met one guy ever complain about a chick being a slut. It's an old joke I have. Men don't call women who sleep around sluts. We just call them. Yeah. <laughs> They're always welcome. Quality joke. It's a, it's a, got it's, me. A, it's an instant classic. Yeah, got me. Wonderful. It's an old classic too, but it's like there's this notion that people like the Black Santa thing. Have you seen that? There was a mall that had a Black Santa. Supposedly, people going crazy. I've heard one person bitch. The only thing I hear is people asking, "Are you offended by Black Santa?" No, I'm mm. not. I don't care. He's fake. He's not real. Yeah, it's not a real thing. Black Jesus is more realistic than Black Santa, because because fucking Jesus was a Middle Eastern. He should be way darker. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But we got this fucking blue-eyed, blonde-haired Jesus walking around, like looking like Sean Penn from fucking Fast Times of Ridgemont High. 
Talking about all he wants is some tasty buds and some choice waves. Okay, stoner Jesus. We fucking got you. It's ridiculous, dude. Like, I was listening to this guy on the radio last night talk about how everybody's going off on Tom Brady trying to say he's not one of the greatest. Who? Who doesn't think Tom Brady is in the top two greatest quarterbacks of all time? I've never heard anyone argue that. They argue like it's tainted. There's some shit yeah. that went on. Yeah. And it's not just about the deflated balls, homeboy. It's about straight up videotaping people's fucking practices. Mm-hmm. That's what that's about. Stop acting like that didn't happen. It happened. He's still one of the greatest ever do it. We're fine with that. Nobody's saying he's not. Stop acting like this. It's like nobody's bitching about Black Santa. You're just trying to cause problems. And nobody gives a shit. Nobody would even know there was a Black Santa. Saturday Night Live, Comedy Central does it a lot. I got a project with Comedy Central. I love them. I'm thankful that they're working with me. My project's still moving forward. But it's like, you know, did you see this Trevor Noah versus... uh, Tommy Liran? Le- Liran? Tommy Liran? Something like that. Do you know who this chick is? Not a clue. She's like, she's on this website called The Blaze, which is hilarious. Sounds like I'm never going to go there. Yeah, it's just a super duper conservative. I love how it's called conservative. We shouldn't be c- called conservative. We should come up with another word for conservative. My mother's conservative. She just sits to herself. Yeah. Like when you're angry with rhetoric, you're not conservative. No. You're aggressive, yeah. right? Can we call it aggressive? It's this aggressive website, and this girl goes on there, and she just bitches them out. She's a 24-year-old girl from, like, North or South Dakota who just loves to bitch about the world. And you know what I say to you? You've lived no life to bitch about the world. Yeah. What have you done, Tommy? That Where have you gone to have this knowledge of how the world fucking works? What we've it, gotten here. At least Andy Rooney was old. There's a reason why back in the day, I mean, with the exception of Vince Scully, for the most part, you were like well into your 40s, if not 50s, when you got that big gig. Because you had to go around the world, do the shit gig to find out how the world worked. Yeah. Like, there's a reason for that. And it's not just like, oh, it's my turn. It's like, no, we need you to have experience. So when you get here, you know what's going right, what's going wrong. You know, and this girl, she's twenty four, dude. Twenty four. If she was a, if she was a comedian, she'd still be an open mic. She'd still be an open micer, man. Yeah. And everything she live. She's twenty four. She's married to a Navy SEAL, and she's got this job where she's getting like millions of people views. And don't tell me it's not the fact that she looks like a, a talking eight ball of cocaine. Like she looks like every chick in Tempe, Arizona, will let you and your friends run a train on her if you got an eight ball of cocaine. She's got these big teeth, and she's angry. She looks like a honey badger, and she's just angry, and she just yells about shit she doesn't know. So she goes on Trevor Noah's uh, show, The Daily Show, and they go at it. And you just read the cut. Like, Trevor Noah destroys Tommy, Tommy Liran, Liran, Tommy Liran. And it's like he didn't destroy anything. Because ultimately what he's supposed to call her out on is something you might actually be able to say about him too. It's like, you're too young to be doing this. Yeah. You have no life experience. Now, Trevor Noah has a little more life experience. He's from South Africa. Yeah. But it's still, it's he didn't do enough. He kind of got fast-tracked out there too. He's a good-looking, light-skinned brother who fucking talked some shit South Africa went through all this racial shit. He kind of stepped in and got shot to the front. Yeah. You know? 
Dude, this, he did not like this chick up at all. No. He did a great job, but ultimately it's like, tell me about your life, Tommy. What have you done? Oh, you're 24 and you think you know how the world works? You're making, you're making fucking comments on Occupy Wall Street when you were like 16 when that was going down? Yeah. And you're like, well, Sam, you weren't around during the Civil War. How do you know what that? Well, because we know about the basic thing is like oppressive government, rebels fight back. We know that's kind of how it worked out, right? The Occupy Wall Street stuff, she brought up all this shit that wasn't even applied to that. About how they're like idealistic and then they use military tactics. Well, what she, what Tommy doesn't know or doesn't bring up is that fucking police were busted dressing up as fucking protesters and rampaging through places. And they had a standoff in which a SWAT team surrounded them. They surrendered and they got let go for free. They were doing it on purpose to try to make the protesters look bad. And she doesn't know that. And she's commenting on shit she's never seen, man. Like, she's literally bitching about shit she sees on TV, which is classic pop entertainment, which is something happened and you take a hacky take on it because you have no real life experience to decide on what's going on. She's just not good. She's no lived one, no life. No one 24-year-old is should good. never. I mean, occasionally you get a guy who's just like knocks it out of the park, and you're Maybe, like, yeah. that kid's the one, that person's the one. They're way beyond their years. But this woman shouldn't be commenting on political shit when she's lived no life. No you life. want to tell me how the world works? Tommy, where have you been? What countries have you gone to? I had an argument with my friend during the... Uh, Leading up to the Iraq war, he's telling me how the world works. And I'm like, where have you been? He's like, well, uh, where? He goes, the Bahamas. <laughs> the only place you've been is the Bahamas? Wow. That's not fucking life. Mm -mm. Man, if you know people, if you've traveled the world, you know this about people. Everybody wants to keep it simple. They want to love. They want to laugh. They want a beer. They want to get their dick wet or get laid. And that's it. And take care of their family. Everybody's on a basic level. And that's why I laugh when people get old fights over this political person, that political. They don't give a fuck about you, man. They're playing a different game. They're playing war games with other war game people. And we're just fucking pawns. And we're getting upset. This girl, Tommy, has no clue what she's fucking talking about. She's making comments on the fucking... Like, she's like, oh, I hate the Occupy Wall Street. It will use military actions. So you're against the police in North Dakota. Because that's all they've been doing. Is yeah. making fucking, using military tactics. You know, I used to be for real gun control. Like, let's use some shit. But after watching what happens when the police show up and they show up in tanks now, we need to really think about what kind of gun control we want. Because I don't want to give up guns. I just want to keep them away from crazy people. I have no solution to that. But the notion just to give up a gun. I can't, not with, when they show up in tanks now and Hummers. And now they have like weaponized fucking drones which is the opening sequence to the terminator movie yeah. you see a terminator walking over skulls with flying drones looking to kill people yep it's crazy it's stupid tommy needs to suck it that's all i need to her boyfriend's like a fucking navy seal good come kill me i don't give a fuck use a piece of shit dog ah uh, i'd be more interested in what he has to say Trevor Noah? No, the Navy SEAL. He's lived. Yeah, he's, he's lived some, some life. Yeah. You know? 
these live some life, but there's also some brainwashing that goes oh, to get to. to that level yeah. that you got by. And I have no problem. Listen, dude, I have no problem with joining the military because you want to defend your country. But I'm sure these guys didn't put their lives on the line to go to Afghanistan and protect poppy fields because our government wants to flood our country with fucking cheap heroin to get people hooked on a bunch of shit. So, we, you know, it's like it's like classic fucking uh, Iran-Contra affair. Now, we got this thing. You don't know about this Pizza Hut thing, right? This Pizzagate? I do not. I do not understand it. Okay, Pizzagate. All right. Pizzagate is basically this... Um, I'm all for a thin crust. I'm from Chicago, but I like a New York style. Uh, I got what you're saying. I like what you're saying. Yeah. And uh, that's not what Pizzagate is. Pizzagate I'm is basically saying. this thing where this... Uh, uh, what is his name? Hold on real quick. I'll uh, use a fork. Podest Podesto? Pod Podesta. Podesta, yeah. Who was behind all the the WikiLeaks emails. Hmm. There has been some belief that there is some child pornography, child sex ring going on in Did Washington, D.C. Oh. Now, there's a, this is very sensitive mm -hmm. uh, because people think this is a witch hunt. Well, he was... Was he Hillary's campaign manager? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And that would be people are flipping deal. out. Now, supposedly it happened at this place called Comet Ping Pong. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where that guy was today. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, you know, okay. For, uh, hold on, child's, I'm trying to look up this guy's thing, sex. Okay. So, basically the thing is, through these, through these, here it is. This is what I wanted to talk about. Through these emails, people have coded, and it started out in, in uh, 4chan, which is the, the shit stain of the internet. Yeah, there's some tinfoil hats there. Yeah. Okay. So they put out and they break down this code that there's this shit going on based on this guy's, the, the, the pizza place's Instagram and the guy who owns a personal Instagram account. Now, this guy who owns pizza get. Uh, Comet Ping Pong was named the 49th most powerful person in Washington, D.C. Hmm. Whether that's a joke or not, I don't know, but he's a pizza guy in a town full of powerful pizza. Powerful pizza. People. <laughs> and pizza. Powerful There's some pizza. powerful pizza. Um, oh, yeah, this is the fuck. How is the pizza? I'm, I'm interested. I don't know. I'd love to know how the pizza was, too. Yeah. I would really love to know how the pizza was, too. How's the animatronic band? Are they yeah, any good? I would like to. I'm Do they rock? Find this fucking guy's name. This is okay. Here we go. So Podesta and this guy, Podesta and the guy who owns Common Best Friends, Podesta and his brother hang out there all the time. Podesta and his brother have weird art in their house, like really creepy ass shit. Now there's a spirit cooking going on that involves children, semen, blood. That was found in the emails. Must it's weird shit. So without getting too far in it, because people's heads are exploding. Okay. People's heads are exploding with this thing. Because there's some people are really upset that this is a witch hunt and this doesn't mean anything. But my whole point is this. I'm not saying it's real. I'm just saying. Look into it. Look into it. Yeah. Why? I mean, we've seen our government do weirder shit. 
And my friends, I go, what the faking uh, weapons of mass destruction, Iraq, drone strikes, these false flags that go on all over the world in Orlando, San Bernardino. And a lot of people don't know this, man. I'm not going to talk about it a lot because I don't want to get in trouble, dude. But it's like I watched that San Bernardino shooting happen in real time. Where it just gotten done and the news crews and they were interviewing people who were at the shooting and saw it happen. And they all said four guys, four white guys, all of them they interviewed, four white guys in black military fatigue walked through shooting everybody and took off. Then I watched the story change. In real time I watched it change to a Middle Eastern guy shot up a Christmas party. I watched it happen in real time, dude. Well, yeah, news is hard in real time. But but Aaron, there is that that is a thing. I mean, the news does not know shit until. But the interview of the fucking eyewitnesses all said they all saw four white guys shooting up the place. Eyewitnesses are often unreliable. Unreliable I'm not from you're wrong. four I'm guys, that, four white guys in black yeah. to one dude shooting up the place. They saw the guys. These going are around eyewitnesses in San Bernardino as well. At the place San when Bernardino. it happened. The meth capital of California. Okay. <laughs> Just saying. I mean, it's, it's like, possible. It's, it's a real, okay, reach. So anyways. Yeah. I saw it happen change in real time. You can, you can totally say that, 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 and that's what people have said. I've seen false flags. I've seen all this. I've seen the possible being behind the JFK assassination. You know, if you think it's one bullet, you're a little crazy. So there's all this notion that about how, uh, uh, LBJ didn't want to get out of, uh, uh, Vietnam because he had stock in the military industrial complex so he's part of these guys who shot JFK to keep us in to the fucking Vietnam there's all this stuff if you believe all that can happen if you believe because one thing someone else said to me is like they're fucking kids out of a pizza shop they're fucking kids out of Subway Subway guy who's a face of Subway was banging kids right? meeting well, kids not literally chip. using not the in it. location right but are they saying they're fucking kids in, in a pizza shop? No, that was where uh, everybody fucking uh, met. Yeah. My point is, it's like, look at how they're recovering this case. Look at what happens. Look at the Derrick Rose case. Look at any pro athlete who gets accused of rape. They throw that story out regardless of what the facts are, yep. and they just throw it everywhere. Uh -huh. It does if you're a if you're a famous person and there's some kind of fucking sexual misconduct that you've been accused of, whether facts are in or not, they run with it. Yeah. They fucking run with and it. And they rarely run the retraction. And when they do run a retraction, it's page sixteen. Yep. So or with this thing. You'd see no coverage of it other than fake news, fake news, fake story, fake news, fake news, fake story. So now it comes out that this guy, where is this dude? Now it's coming out that this dude who got caught shooting up a place is an actual false flag actor. His IMDB is Edgar Madison Walsh. Let's look this dude up. Let's look this dude up real quick in real time. Okay. So you're saying because he's an actor, it's a false flag? Well, have you ever heard that um, that they use... Because actors aren't crazy? Trauma actors for... Well, we'll see if they actually say that's him. Oh, okay. Yeah, dude, this is him. Yeah. Maybe he is. Maybe We're going to find out, homeboy. This is fucking crazy. Is he a real actor? Is he doing it out of... Whoa, this is crazy. I mean, John Wilkes Booth was an actor. He really shot a guy. Famously. That's true. That's true. Because actors That's are true. a little crazy. 
That's totally true. But you know, there there are crisis actors, right? Have you heard about that? That where they find picture of the same chick at three different major crowd. They show her <laughs> boom, boom, boom. No. I'm gonna, we're going to have a false flag episode. I can't wait till you do this conspiracy theory. I can't wait. Okay. But but everyone's like, oh, come on. Well, they're fucking blah, 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 blah. So in Britain, there was a giant scandal, right? Of There was a giant scandal at the highest level of British government with this DJ called Sir Jimmy Savali, Savali S-A-V-I-L-E. So he was in the government? And he, the DJ? He was he was knighted. He was basically like royalty. He hung out with the highest levels of British government. And when he died, they went through all of his personal and they found out he was part of a giant pedophile ring that involved the royals and the highest levels of government. Hmm. Okay. So my point being is like, why couldn't this be? Now oh, yeah, yeah. is the I'm gonna sit happen. down. Could Sit have. down on the specifics of a napkin or Hillary ran it. Am I saying those specifics are right? I'm no. just I'm just saying look into it. Look into it. Yeah, something fucking could really be going down or nothing, and then just say that. I think where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah, that's my opinion. But Generally what, speaking, yes. There's smoke, there's fucking fire. So uh, that's my whole show. I love to hear you guys' comments. I love everything. Next week we'll have another episode, and then we're gonna start doing the tin. Foil Hat Podcast. I want to play this out, and then we'll hit the road. Uh, it's another positive, motivational thing that I like to leave you guys with. Uh, I watch a lot of these every day, just to kind of get my head on my ass. Uh, if you go to Team Fearless on YouTube, Team Fearless, they got some great videos. And uh, this is another video for you guys, and then we're gonna go out on this. I love you guys very much. Uh, stick with me. This show's only gonna get better. Uh, next week, we got Eddie Bravo on the Tin Foil Hat Podcast. Here we go. Oh, fuck. Did you get a real- Sorry. We got to go through this stupid ad. Here we go. Now, enjoy. I made it. Through all the cold nights when I wanted to give up. It ended all. I made it. I made it through the storm. I made it through all the doubters. I made it through the haters that looked at me like I was trash. See, you must be careful of what you look at. You must be careful in the things you see because those things might be some of the greatest things you ever experienced. Because what you choose to see will shape who you will be. I know you had nights when you laid in your bed and you didn't even have a dollar. I know you had nights when you laid in your bed and felt worthless, like there was no way you could make it. I know you had nights when you wanted to give up, when you had to pretend like everything was good, but on the inside you were dying. That's the most painful part of life. We have human beings that are dying inside because they do not know the greatness that lies inside of them. Don't you let greatness lay down any longer. Don't you let your greatness sleep. You must realize your potential. You fight to one day stand on a stage and say, I made it. No matter if you sent your highlight tapes out to different scouts and they say, kid, 
you don't have what it takes. No matter if you're that musician and you send your music off and they tell you it doesn't have that it. Don't you let that be the last time someone hears your gift. Because all it takes is for one ear that values what you bring to the table to give you an opportunity. You must be careful who you hang around with because the standard we set become the results we see. The standards we set become the life we live. You must realize your worth. Whatever happens, you stay strong. You keep going. Don't you let disappointment stop you. Don't you let failure stop you. Don't you let your thoughts stop you. Develop a plan. These are the steps you take to say the words, I made it. I made it. I made it through the storm that looked like it'll never stop. Make sure you stick it out so one day you can say, I made it. So you can say, I'm proud, because I stuck it out. I'm proud, because I didn't listen to the naysayers, to the doubters. Make sure you stick it out for yourself. This is your life. Nothing is more important. Give it your all.